Welcome to Money Talk with Tiff, a podcast where we discuss everything money from tips and tricks to current events. Follow me on my journey to become debt-free and meet other cool people along the way. I am your host, Tiffany Grant. Now let's talk money. Hey, everyone. So today's another guest episode. I have Dimitri Neshtak on the line. And Dimitri is an award-winning financial advisor and motivational speaker destined to revolutionize the way personal finances can be optimized in the lives of millions. Um, Dimitri has helped over a thousand individuals and families of all races, occupations, and income levels in his 10 plus year career as a chartered financial consultant. Hey, Dimitri, how are you? I'm doing great. How are you? Thanks so much for having me on. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I'm so excited to speak with you because we are going to talk about the role culture plays in your money story. So Dimitri was actually born in Belarus, Russia, and um, immigrated over here with his family. Um, So if you can just talk a little bit about how, you know, the Russian culture is different than the American culture when it comes to your money. Yeah, that's a great question. You know, I, it's funny, right? I think that the the Soviet Union in general, uh, as that era um, kind of came to a fall in 1990, that was when my parents uh, in 1989, 1990 were leaving the Soviet Union. They were in their you know mid 30s at the time um, with two kids, myself being the younger, uh, my older brother seven years older than me. And yeah, I mean, it's uh, moving here and immigrating, I think, for any culture uh, is is a challenge, right? I mean, to pick up where you are and leave uh, and, and leave to another country, right? Sometimes halfway around the world um, for the the chance of a better life, not only for yourself, but for your kids and, and future generations. You know, I'm sure there are plenty of folks listening who either they were born in a different country, right? Or their, their parents, perhaps, right? Maybe they're first generation Americans. And, and yeah, it was definitely uh, as, as immigrants starting out more or less from scratch. I mean, it was, it was tough, right? I think a lot, of, a lot of listeners can probably relate to it. There was a lot of years of paycheck to paycheck living. And I think that for many new Americans in general, that's something that you know, is an experience that when someone goes through that, you know, they oftentimes have to learn how to make money decisions better, right? Almost, almost out of necessity sometimes, right? Where every dollar matters that much to make sure that all the bills are getting paid, to make sure that there's food on the table and such. So, uh, look, I, I'll, be, I'll be foolish to say that as Russians, you know, that, yeah, hey, do we like to drink some vodka and hang out and party and all that stuff? Yeah, sure, that, that stereotype probably is true. I'll be, the, I'll be the first one to admit that. But I think um, we are at the same time very much balanced around uh, family and the importance of that and making sure that there's a, a strong household. I think that's a very um, common thread in our culture for sure. Right, right. And before we got on, um, you know, I was telling you that my partner, um, who I'm with right now, he just came here from another country as well. And he had no idea what credit even was like over there, there's right. cash for everything. And it's really mainly an American culture <laughs> where everything is bought on. Credit. Absolutely. Totally. I think moving here, uh, you know, my mom will be quick to tell you that she heard horror stories, right, from 
you know, friends and, 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 and folks that would tell you, oh my gosh, yeah, at the store, this credit card was offered to me. Oh, I made such a mistake signing up for it, right? And, and my father, even to this day, you know, where we're almost in 2020, uh, he'll be proud to tell you that he pays a lot of bills still in cash and, and handles uh, his finances in a more, let's say, liquid cash way than so many folks, yeah, who, right, so I'm sure you've heard about, right, like, like credit card hacking to get extra miles or points uh, off their monthly bills. That's not my parents at all. I'll tell you that for sure, right? Like, Nah, they're, they're, you know, hashtag old school, right? Like, that's just the way that that generation definitely is. My father does not, you know, use online banking. I'll tell you, even recently, I was working with a client in one-on-one advising who was in his late 40s, very much Americanized, and still hadn't used online banking, had never had an app on his phone that was linked to any kind of bank account. Right. And I think part of it was inertia. Right. The things will an object's willingness or in, uh, unwillingness to move it or change its state. Right. I think that there's a lot of folks who are out there listening who would probably say that, yeah, my transfer that goes from my checking to my savings account probably hasn't been increased in a while. Maybe I've had that automatic transfer going for so long or I've had this system of writing out my bills every single month on a piece of paper. And that's how I look at it. Right. Some kind of system that works for folks. Um, yeah, you know, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. That'll be one word I'll definitely add to that or a phrase I'll add to that for sure. Exactly, exactly. I mean, I'm all about cash or debit card. Um, <laughs> you know, I don't use credit cards hardly for anything, um, but it. I had to teach myself that. And I said this in another episode, like everybody around me and usually in the American culture, we depend on credit cards too much, which is why I actually just did an article on this. The debt is $3.1 trillion as of June 2019, the consumer debt. That's not even including houses and cars and things like that. That's just credit cards. And, you know, I'm like, what? (laughs) It's ridiculous. Yeah, I think if we we narrow that big, if we... If we narrow that big number down even more, uh, the stat that came out earlier this year, I believe it was U.S. News World Report, we'll confirm the source for sure, the average consumer that has a credit card is sitting with around $17,000 of credit card debt. Mm. Oh my Just gosh. terrifying. It is. Think about, what kind of, think about what kind of minimum monthly payment requirement that has each month. Think about the, with the high interest rate on that debt the kind of treadmill that that individual, that, that family is dealing with where, hey, I'm trying to chip away at this and make, you know, a $500 payment, but holy crap, 150 of that 500 is just paying fees and interest on the debt itself. Uh, it can be really frustrating and toxic. And that's one of the things that I'm, we're always preaching, right? Making smart money decisions and avoiding building up credit card debt. One of the big tips I always say is, a credit card is a 30-day loan. Don't trip like it's something different than that, right? <laughs> like if you put something on your credit card, you better pay that sucker off by that time that statement comes due. We're not talking about like, oh, yeah, let me pay for that vacation now on a credit card. And like, I'll figure out how to pay that thing off later. Uh-uh. 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 
<laughs> Absolutely. I wholeheartedly agree with that. Um, you know, I made a joke in a previous episode, which was not really a joke. It was true. Um, I would only spend my, use my credit card when I was trying to build my credit. I would only get gas, pay it off gas paid off and yeah. I mean I would pay it off like the that's next great because I that's was great. so scared um, <laughs> of rolling over a balance like I would pay it off the next oh you'll you'll laugh at you'll laugh at this I've had some clients that literally and this is you know through our coaching program I do a 90-day coaching program with clients one-on-one and literally I had a client who called me on my phone she goes Mitra, I just want to let you know I'm in my car at the shopping mall and I just used the credit card, but I'm literally, I just made the payment in my car before I even left the parking lot at the mall. I already went onto my phone and made the payment. I'm like, I love it. Like, high five through the phone. That's amazing. You know what right. I mean? Like, that's great. We, and we celebrated that habit as opposed to, right, think about what the opposite end of the spectrum is. These people who are spending recklessly on their cards and maybe not even consciously or purposely burying it down deep and ignoring it like an ostrich, right, burying its head in the sand. <laughs> Like, that is not the way to deal with that stuff, right? We've got to be able to grab the bull by the horns and make those smarter cash flow decisions. And I show folks, you can still go out and spend money. It doesn't mean that you have to be, like, coupon clipping, ramen noodle eating, you know what I mean? Sit at home, don't go out, say no to everybody, hermit crab, you know what I mean? To save money. You can have your cake and eat it, too. There's a, there's a balanced approach that is so important. And I think that that's something that my – my parents strived to find over the years, right? I mean, Tip, I'm sure you'd agree with me, right? You don't just like snap your fingers and all of a sudden feel like financial balance in oh, all parts of your world, not. right? Like, absolutely not. That's impossible, right? Things are always evolving. Our jobs are ever changing and developing. You know, life is developing around us, right? Whether folks are single and then they find that special someone and get hitched up and start a family, or whether they, someone wants to start a business or be investing in real estate, whatever. There's so many different paths, but being able to make those decisions in the right order and with balance allows folks to be able to like really enjoy the journey. And that's something that I, I, I can't emphasize enough. So you heard Ramit Sethi, right? His presentation at FinCon this year. Like, what did you think, right? In regards to like spending money, what do you love spending money on? Well, when the girl said that, well, when the lady said, <laughs> when he asked her, what do you want to do after you pay off all your debt? And she was like, take a nap. I felt that. I felt that. <laughs> I was mm. like, I would take mm. the most serious nap right after I was debt free. I can't stand clutter. So when I want to get rid of my unwanted stuff and turn it into cold, hard cash, I use declutter.com. With declutter.com, it's very simple. You just use their handy barcode scanner to get a free instant valuation, no auctions, no fees, no hassle. You pack your items into a box and ship your box for free and get payment the very next day. Declutter.com is rated five stars on Trustpilot and a Better Business Bureau accredited business. Declutter.com has made me a lot of money from stuff that just sits around the house. As a listener to the Money Talk with Tiff podcast, you can actually get a $5 boost to your valuation or $5 off if you decide to buy something used. The code for that is MONEYTALK5, M-O-N-E-Y-T-A-L-K, and the number five, 
And you can use that when you check out at declutter.com, D-E-C-L-U-T-T-R.com. I love declutter and you should too. I want to talk a little bit because you just got off the road um, from doing a hashtag money pro tour um, where you went to what, how many different states? Yeah, 25 states in 25 weeks, full-time RVing, aka my RV was my house. I was like a turtle. I brought it everywhere with me. You know what I mean? It was on my back. <laughs> and it was, uh, yeah, a tour to really highlight the need for financial education, financial literacy, and, and all about making smarter money decisions in the right order, right? And I think that's a really key component. What do we do first, second, and third, right, to make sure that we're not jumping the gun on stuff that we're going to then regret later? Uh, and, and really being able to help folks overcome that barrier. So, yeah, we went from, and when I say we, uh, this is me and my French bulldog, you know, the finance French chief. <laughs> Shout him out on Instagram. He's more, he's more Insta-famous than I will ever be, I'm telling you. Like, I could post up the greatest financial content, and people are like, 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 whatever. And then as soon as I post up a photo of the puppy, people go crazy, and they're, like, sharing it like crazy. So go check out the finance French chief. He just traveled to 25 states in 25 weeks with me, in our 32-foot Class C RV that I I purchased and bought and took out alone and and yeah oh my god I took out alone that's dead oh my god oh. <laughs> <gasps> what if I told you what if I told you ready my housing payment before I left living in Boston in my one bedroom apartment was twenty five hundred dollars a month okay. Ooh. Not cheap. It was a nice building. It had a parking spot. It had, you know, a nice common area and amenities. It had, a, it had, you know, all this cool stuff. It had a doggy daycare, all this cool stuff in it. I'll, I'll give you that. But it didn't have wheels. <laughs> I couldn't go anywhere. Exactly. This RV with zero money down, my monthly payment for my housing payment is $565 a month. Nice. Nice. And you just finished traveling the country in your house. <laughs> that's, that's right. Yeah. And in, in, each, in each state, we had um, financial meetups or presentations or podcast interviews. So on my YouTube channel, The Money Pro Method, uh, you'll see videos from all 25 states posted up there. Uh, and yeah, we had some, so many cool conversations. I mean, I'll be the first one to admit that living up in Boston, you know, I grew up here more or less from like when I was, you know, three, four years old to, you know, through my 20s. And, you know, it's, it's quite a bubble up here in the Northeast. You know what I mean? We are very much, I think, insulated. And I, and I saw a statistic recently, tell me if this shocks you at all. Do you know that 50% of Americans live right now within 50 miles of where they were born? Mm, I believe it. I believe it. I, I think so many of us like stay in our own little sheltered space, right? And I think that some sometimes or most of the time we would benefit greatly from being able to expose ourselves to other people, to other cultures and other neighborhoods. Um, you know, I spoke with farmers in different parts of the country. I spoke with, you know, young, young black kids in, in Flint, Michigan, you know, who were telling me about the water crisis out there. I spoke with hippie surfer dudes in North Carolina. You know what I mean? I spoke with, um, you know, uh, some, some very cool people in Seattle with young adults at this organization called Year Up, 
it helps 18 to 24 year olds who are in college with like reaching their full potential and bridging the opportunity gap. Uh, that's year up, Y-E-A-R-U-P.org. They're awesome. Uh, and they're nationwide in so many different cities. So yeah, being able to see not only different communities, um, but be able to be a part of them, right? By being able to kind of visit, right? And almost poke my head into their lives for a little bit. Um, where me and me and my finance Frenchie, we would we would walk around, we would go to dog parks, we would chat with people there, we would go to dog friendly breweries, um, we would you know, go to some of the main streets and cool events that were happening around town. And uh, you know, I had my money jacket. That's one of the things I'm famous for is this, this dollar print money jacket suit of all I different highlighter that. colors that I rock. <laughs> and Brady, you know, he the finance Frenchie has his dollar bill collar and bandana and all that fun stuff so so let's just say when we're walking down the street people are like what's going on over here like what's this dude doing with with the camera interviewing people with his frenchie in the street what's going on over here uh so we had a pretty fun way to let's just say have an icebreaker when arriving in new cities all around the country that is awesome and i am low key maybe high key hating because that's one of <laughs> my <laughs> bucket list items is just to do a road trip around the country um so you know i love it i'll live vicariously through you by listening to the podcast because i saw that you had all the different states and you know just seeing what yes. you experience i'll just live vicariously through you for now <laughs> <laughs> you know it's it's funny right so i first even considered this idea when I had some friends who took me to an RV show here in greater Boston. And it was probably two years ago. And just by walking up and down this like convention center and then getting exposed to websites and bloggers and YouTube channels of folks who are full-time RVing and what kind of lifestyle that provides, you know, it caught me at a time when I was, you know, look, I'm, I'm 31. I'm, I'm single. I don't have kids. Right. So I'm in a position where I'm blessed to say, you know, I have some flexibility as far as let's just say, you know, I may not have some of the commitments or responsibilities that some other folks my age might have. And I'm, I'm very much aware of that. And, you know, I think that if I'm going to do it at any time in my life now is going to kind of be the time to do it. Right. Okay. And uh, yeah, you know, after working, like I said, 10 years, my from from age 21 to 31, I really was. I was a financial advisor working with clients one on one in Boston, very much the same way. You know, a dentist is filling cavities or a doctor is, you know, taking blood tests. That's the same way that I was working with financial patients, you know, quote unquote, and really helping them overcome so many different obstacles and barriers that as great as it was, I'm sure you'll kind of re like, you know, resonate with this or relate to it. Um, you know, even if I helped 200 people a year, you know, for, for 30 more years, okay, 200 times 30, 6,000 families. And that, that was great, right? I, I get hugs from my clients. I, I'm blessed to say I've been to their weddings. I, you know, I see them have kids and their housewarming parties. It's amazing. But this little voice kept creeping into my head because you and I both know two out of three Americans in this country right now do not have $1,000 in savings. Exactly, yep. And, and yeah, I, I look at that and I say, oh, my God, what is 6000 when there's tens of millions right. who would benefit from being able to know the way that I can help folks out, that, that I just, I felt guilty almost just sitting in my, I felt as if I was settling. And so that's where, what really got me to think of how I could potentially go into um, minimalism and essentialism, right? Mm -hmm. And delegate a lot of my, my previous job duties to my 
junior associates and fellow team members at my office as I hit the road and was giving presentations and talks and pop-up events and, uh, you know, going to, go to popping up at breweries on weekends and outside of ball games at different times and uh, even outside of supermarkets and in public parks. I mean, it was, it was so cool to interact with so many different Americans and hear what, what was probably a, a truth that I knew going into it, but that is that so many of us are struggling with the same challenges. Right, exactly. Well, anytime you find yourself in North Carolina, please let me know. <laughs> and I will look for the RV and the money jacket and the dog. <laughs> yeah, I love it. So one, me- of, one of my favorite, yeah, one of my favorite highlights, I got to tell you, was North Carolina. And it was oh. the, uh, the teachers, the Red for Ed rally in Raleigh, North yes, Carolina. Yes, yes. Over, over 10,000 teachers marching on the Capitol for teachers rights and wages and uh you know better better environments for for students and investing in kids such a powerful state north carolina i got mad love for north carolina awesome yeah i remember that i had a few friends that went out um but dimitri so i want to go ahead and wrap it up a little bit so where can people find you if they want to learn more about dimitri follow dimitri where can they find you Totally. So you can find me all across social media from Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at 90 Day Money Pro. That's right. We show folks how in 90 days, instead of being a money amateur, we all want to be money pros, right? We want to feel like we're, we got all our money stuff taken care of. So at 90 Day Money Pro, you can also find me at 90daymoneypro.com or at dimitrinesh.com where you can see more about the Money Pro Tour. Uh, and yeah, click the link in any of our bios. We'll get you links to our YouTube channel and a, a free ebook to your listeners. Uh, the six simple steps to financial freedom for life. Uh, that is a free ebook that I have that's published that is available right there through that link as well. Feel free to download that for some additional insight on how to make smarter money decisions in the right order for your, for your family and your life. Nice, nice. And I'll have all of those links in the show notes. Thank you so much, Dimitri, for coming on. This was so much fun and we covered so much. <laughs> love it. A great money talk with Tiff. I love it. <laughs> have a good one. <laughs> Thank you for listening to the Money Talk with Tiff podcast. For free resources and materials, head over to moneytalkwitht.com. And while you're there, why not sign up for our newsletter so you'll never miss an episode. Talk to you soon.